my god, I'm starting to shake, man. I know. Just don't open yourself up to them. Quiet, man. Do I'm not quiet. say you're starting to shake. Okay. I am don't open yourself up to them. That can be dangerous. Come here! Do it! Stop running! Go back in. Do not run! Go back in. Come fight me in the dark. I want to provoke the hell out of him. Welcome to Come Fight Me in the Dark. The only podcast with the hops to jump around the gack until they drop. What? I'm Joel Kleinberger. <laughs> and I'm Eric Hoofnagel. Oh my god, I, I didn't get that at first. <laughs> I was like, it's not a brewery. It's not a, no, hops. <laughs> like the way the cool kids say jumping around, yeah. like if you're in the NBA yeah. in the 90s. Hip hopping it. Hopping around. Well, Eric Hoofnagel, we are here in season six and we are back to insanity really true insanity we're still hitting this season pretty good uh this is very much classic ghost adventures shit and it even is a bit of a flashback episode to the original silmarillion of bros the original documentary that started everything if you are a Ghost Adventures aficionado, mm. this is a high-class banquet for you to sample from and get fully stuffed <laughs> with the ridiculousness and wonders of this project. <laughs> so let's oh. let's open our gullets and swallow this pill. The Mizpah Hotel. <laughs> Right, we've waited for years to be locked down inside the Mizpah Hotel. This building right here is the one that's going to complete our checklist for most haunted buildings in the mining towns of Nevada. But driving by this building, we always wanted to go inside. This was the only building that we could never, ever gain entry into, ever. And we used to try and try. Nick, you actually... Ten years ago. Ten years ago, yeah. before I even met you, before yep. you even met Aaron. Yeah, I took a little college road trip. I drove up here and just sat out front of the hotel, and I was just looking at it, and I actually saw this blue-shaped ball of energy. Wait, so you're saying this spot right here was the spot that intrigued you to go ghost hunting? Well, I was always intrigued since a child. I can't wait to check it out. This is a place of mystery, corruption, and disaster, but also ripe with personal memories. The Mizpah Hotel would launch our journey in a lifelong obsession. Guys, I don't have any candy. So you can see the Mizpah Hotel right on over there in the distance. And because two miners uh, said to haunt downstairs in the basement, we's gonna try and do the same thing this miners did when they stole all that gold and silver in that vault. What they did is they dug them way up in there to steal that treasure. So we know that there's a shaft over here somewhere. It's a shaft. And we gotta stop. Start right away. <laughs> and we gotta start. <laughs> we gotta start. Hey, buddy. Say, buddy, there's gold in them there hills. Yeah, hey, let me tell you about this. I'm gonna stop. Just like Zach stopped his accent later, I'm gonna stop this before it goes too far. Boys, there's gold in that star pan. And we're gonna get in it. Enough with the accent. Yeah. I couldn't tell if that was made for the episode and was a spoof, or if that was like a <laughs> genuine newsreel from like the like 1900s. Oh, that it was a genuine newsreel. Dude, how silly. How did how did people talk so silly? 
<laughs> and this episode is a, a perfect example of that. People are going to look back at this in 100 years and be like, what the fuck was happening in culture? Oh, oh, absolutely. The boys are on a cold open kick. And it's one of the most disjointed and oddly anticlimactic 30 seconds to get you hooked on a show. We have the woman in the red dress. The grappy hand slave master is back going. Yeah, but he's got a he's got a pick now. <laughs> and goggles. There's he's got a pick and goggles, and now there's screams, and of and of course, there's the most terrifying thing that they could include, which is stairs. They <laughs> like that's how they hook you in the episode is the boys being like No more stairs. Wish the elevator worked. Some of those miners died. A couple of them, <laughs> believe it or not. Wow, miners in in the worst time to be a miner. Yeah, and not the way you'd expect. <laughs> no, in fact, this this is uh, a great twist of an episode for many reasons. One of them being the fact that there are a lot of non-standard deaths here. Yeah, mm -hmm. because they are at the Mitzvah Hotel in Tonopah. Nevada. Nevada. <laughs> I think it's Nevada. And it is a return to the <laughs> dead gold country and a return to a city that they passed through on their original ghost adventure. Okay, I have to say, I'm wondering if this is going to be like a theme for this season of yeah. really fully utilizing the extras for the, the ghost scenes because there is a shot in this episode that is so quick, but it is by far the highlight of the whole episode for me. Um, are we talking about <laughs> one minute and 48 seconds? Is it the, the, the burning miners? Yes. <laughs> fucking straight oh out of like God. a 90s FMV. It is <laughs> fucking Zork, man. This shit is so funny. This, like, step a fucking side, Tim and Eric. I, I have a theory that this episode, it's not just as though it is a parody of Ghost Adventures. It's like a dark portal opened up sometime in this <laughs> timeline. And we went back together and directed this yeah, episode dude. and made it a parody. They're talking about how at one point there was a mine fire and, like... Some miners got burned, some miners died. And what yes. they do for this shot is they just composite together a, a copy <laughs> of two different guys dressed as miners standing and screaming with flames superimposed on them over a background mm -hmm. of burnt of a burning mine entrance it's like the best fucking shit posting meme oh, ever it's gorgeous these are the captions for the meme that I came up with as like, you've got these chubby steampunk goggled suspenders and like old timey pant wearing <laughs> boys on fire, all doing the same pose and screaming up. And they're standing super still. And I'm wondering <laughs> if it's because if it was to help the compositor. Because, oh, like, I'm sure it was. Like, well, I can only put the flames in one spot. Like I can't yeah, really. Yeah, you like, mean Billy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Billy doesn't doesn't know about keyframes. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, on this picture, it's definitely like me and the boys just vibing, um, doing the steampunk fest during global warming. 
<laughs> yes. <laughs> the boy's reaction when I dropped that new ragtime cylinder. <laughs> oh my god, this is so stupid. I do, but I'm about to make these. I, I might have to take more screen grabs of this and make some memes. It's so good. And it just goes on from there. It like this minute is just fire. No, no pun intended from the burning boys because like just right after that, Billy Tully is confirmed as like a Quentin Tarantino foot fetishist with like the closest close up of a foot I have ever seen. <laughs> In me, like, not even Tarantino has been that bold to include that much foot as percentage of the screen. You know he loves feet. Oh yeah. Oh, well, yeah. he likes be- he likes uh, begging at Zach's boots. I mean, obviously, uh, yeah. No, him. he he spends a lot of time near toes. I thought it looked like a foot. I'm feeling static right now. It has everything that you would put in to a parody. Zach has his like pointy little glasses on and he's posing weirdly all of the time. Every pose is not something that looks comfortable for people to do. Yes. It includes one of my favorite moments as he begins his first interview with the Mitzvah Hotel's uh, caretaker, <laughs> Sandy. Sandy Harmon. <laughs> Sandy Harmon, who looks more like a like a stereotypical prospector than Stinky Pete from fucking Toy Story 2. <laughs> like, like... Sandy Harmon looked like he got off his main job as a reenactor at like a theme park, like yeah. a Disney Old West theme park, and yeah. he just wandered up like, oh, how y'all doing? <laughs> did, did you notice one of the most Christopher Guest's moments of this episode oh. at... Or while Zach is interviewing Sandy in front of the hotel, no, no, was it was it his fucking his shirt pocket that was pulled so far down that it was like <laughs> at his waist? No, it, no? I didn't notice. Um, it. We had to, it was uh, as Zach is like like he's trying to be on the higher step, but he's like has to lean over the railing. <laughs> yes, and Sandy's on the other side of the railing, and right you can see directly into the building where a janitor is just sweeping, and the janitor just looks at the camera and then smiles. He's like, for like four seconds, <laughs> oh. just staring directly in the camera before they cut. So good, dude. This little this little podunk town where nothing happens, and finally the ghost boys are back. The boys are back in town. <laughs> the boys are back in town. They they haven't had anything interesting happened since the boys did their initial documentary in their town. Yeah. <laughs> Nick tells the story about how he, this is basically where he became like locked in as a ghost invest- investigator before he even met Aaron and, and Zach. Cause this is common, you know, you're a young man. So you stop in a abandoned gold town to sit in front of an abandoned building and just stare at it for a while. Yeah. You get ghost cucked. You get to stand out in the fucking uh, parking lot and go, Aw, gee, oh, I sure would like to get in there. Oh. Maybe one day I'll meet some cool friends and we could go there together. Oh, what's that orb? Oh, I hope it doesn't come down here and get up inside me. <laughs> yes, this is when the true seduction began. <laughs> the blue orb <laughs> wove its way through the windows on the upper floor. And looked down at him and was like, Mm. <laughs> Nick felt a loosening in his nethers. 
a vibrating. A readiness. <laughs> he, he was ready to accept, and he felt this overwhelming need to have his button rolled around on like a spiral <laughs> vortex button, wishing well. His button was in need. And this is also the scene where we learn that Nick has like the same grip of the English language as like Tommy Wiseau. <laughs> I love this so much. I am America born. (laughs) Aaron is trying to build up this tension in the scene by being like, Nick, are you saying that this spot is responsible for your love of ghost hunting? Which is like, if you're a performer, you're like, yes. Oh, yes. And yes. And indeed. (laughs) But Nick goes, uh, yeah, kind of. And then he says, and I quote, I was always intrigued since a child. I love <laughs> I loved every type of the supernatural oh. phenomenon just in general. There's a certain way that like straight dudes talk to each other <laughs> about <laughs> yeah. something that's like kind of ridiculous to everyone else but to them they're like no man it's like really serious but like hell yeah dude like they, they talk about it like they're talking about sports. Yeah, well, because they have they have to take it very seriously. Otherwise, it's an affront to their testicles. Absolutely. Where he's like, he's like, he's sort of like, yeah, like this is like, uh, it's like the first time you caught that ball that really got you into the game. You know, I saw that orb, and you know, suddenly uh, I've gotten Volvia to just press my cum button, and <laughs> I've had like seventeen kids, and it's great. <laughs> that quiverful. <laughs> this town is built on top of hundreds of miles of mine shafts. And as miners are wont to do, they apparently tunneled into the basement of essentially every business and home in the area for thievery and other ne'er-do-well activities, including bank robbery. Yeah, I didn't get I didn't get the whole thing that they were burrowing into everyone else's places. He said like every um. every gin joint and every <laughs> and every hotel and every business had a a, a tunnel built uh, dug into it. No, he was saying there were tunnels underneath everything. I am pretty sure he said that they were dug digging in there. No, dude, this is not fucking Looney Tunes. Got an audible on the field. I'm going to the tape. Okay, go to the tape because not everybody had dirt floors. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What's he say? Mm-hmm. What's he say? Is it true that the Mizpah Hotel is built over a mine shaft? Yeah. It is true. There's 525 miles of mine shafts under this town. 525 miles of Well, they were mining, but in addition to that, they tunneled into the basement of every bar, bordello, opium den, and everything in town. Dude, okay, fine. I was t- so it is I was trying tunes. to give it too much credit for being we a were. realistic story, but instead it's a fucking Looney Tunes fucking Western where they took the wrong turn at Albuquerque <laughs> or whatever. Yeah, a bunch of miners just pop up in the, the basement of a bordello and there's a bunch of girls like, oh! <laughs> They're like, oh, that's when like the other one has to like reach up and put his hand on top of his other friend's head and push him back yeah. down into the hole. Push back. <laughs> Sorry, ladies, we are looking for next door. Sorry, ladies, you seen any gold around here? <laughs> well, uh, two miners did successfully Bugs Bunny their way into. It's not clear that they're they're saying that it was a a building near the Misfa Hotel. It didn't sound like it was actually a vault in the bottom of the mitzvah itself. Well, well, either way, it's so fucking, like, I cannot imagine 
that level of stupidity to be like, gee, there sure is a lot of theft going on in all these places that have no floors. Yeah. Why the fuck would you hide all your gold in a room with a dirt floor when there's... It's a town of, of mole men. The mole creatures dig up from underneath, steal the payroll from the miners, and then end up dead in the mines with no money. The next ghost is one of Nevada's most famous, the Lady in Red, a prostitute. Worse than that. Mm. <laughs> Because Sandy introduces her as a kept woman. Do you know what that is? Uh, no, apparently not. That's basically a fucking sex slave. Oh, that's dark. Yeah, she basically belonged to the owner of the mitzvah hotel. And then when he was out of town, she would turn tricks so that she could probably yeah. try to catch up a little bit and pay off her debts and get out from under him. Figuratively and literally. <laughs> Yes. Again, this is one of those things where it's like there's no records of it. Like, it's a famous legend. And there was, like, a brothel room on the fifth floor of that hotel that was eventually converted into, like, three separate hotel rooms. So, maybe. But... (laughs) Apparently, the haunting was real enough that a stain appeared where she was, in theory, murdered. And it can't be anything else other than ghost blood. That that kind of shit is just so quintessentially ghost adventures. She was probably killed in this here uh, area, and um, there's a stain. It totally has no explanation. Oh, yeah. Uh, and this, this stain appeared later. <laughs> You know, shortly after I I had dropped a big plate of food. Um, But that, I mean, I cleared that out. I cleaned it up. All right. Cut cut to like the night prior to the stain. (laughs) Sandy is just walking. He's wearing like a garter belt and like high heels and he's walking with a plate of nachos. He just has, no, he just has a plate of gravy. (laughs) He trips and falls because he's just been, he's trying to let his freak flag fly and he's practicing walking in heels and he just stumbles and splats gravy on the ground. He gets on his face. He looks at the camera and he just like, he goes to delete the footage. (laughs) He just looks up at the guy who's like, who's been doing the woodwork in the in the hallway and just you didn't see this i just saw a red flash that's all i didn't see a a naked man with gravy at all in heels no the red flash was sandy (laughs) scuttling by as fast as he could click clack 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 on his heels (laughs) scuttling on the ground like the like the monsters in silent hill Yeah, because he can't move fast enough on his heel, so he's just crawling on his knees. He's using the extra speed of the of the grease from the from the gravy to slide through slide by. He's like an otter, just slipping into the water. <laughs> oh, oh, and then we get Vegas Valley Paranormal. Oh yes. <laughs> the best part about them is their names are Mike and Janie Johnson, and their buddy. Barry Barry. That's not real. Barry Barry the Berry Bear. Here's what I want to do. I want to steal some blueberries from a bear <laughs> and then cover Barry in them when he's naked so that I can bury, bury, bury bear in <laughs> bear berries. <laughs> <laughs> we are of a similar mind because, like, I don't think that this guy exists. He is obviously an escaped, like, jam mascot. Barry Barry the Berry Bear. <laughs> 
And he's shaped like a berry. And he is berry wink happy that you're eating his berry based preserves. Oh. He's not really happy with his five minutes of fame on this show because no. Zach just can't stop laughing at him. Dude, this shit is so funny. You had something happen to you that is captured on video. I'm not laughing, but but I am because something scared the hell out of you. And you're a big guy. Dude. No, don't, dude. Listen, man. No, this don't do to you with you. Okay, Zach, why are you laughing? Yeah. If it's not because you think a fat man getting scared is funny, then <laughs> yeah. what is it? Put this in any other context. Zach has his one foot up on a chair and he's like flexing and leaning over at a 13-year-old girl. And then he'd be like, that's like so harrowing. I can't believe it. Whoa. Wow. 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 Couldn't even imagine that. Because it's big boy Barry Barry. <laughs> Uh, he's just like, like, okay, I'm not laughing, but I am laughing. Yeah, but like, I'm kind of laughing. So you're a pretty big guy. <laughs> so uh, how how big was the spirit to make your big your big boy move that fast? Because you move really fast because you're big. <laughs> oh wait, Joel. Before we move any further, the Vegas Valley Paranormal VVP. The VVP, you got any? Oh, I do. Do you? Okay, yeah. Venerable, voluptuous persons. Ooh, okay, I have a very close one. Very voluptuous people. Very nice. Vindictive Vegas prostitutes. Ooh, victims of violent posteriors. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, when Bit Berry Berry, the big Berry Bear, got scared, he let out a very big bee from his behind. <laughs> A very big beef. <laughs> oh. Uh, my last one is vehemently vapid pumpers. Ooh, I have viciously voracious piggies. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I got one last one. This one's Give it so to dumb. Me. Vivid visions of plump. <laughs> vivid visions of plump. Good one. <laughs> Does he have a writer in his contract now did he like see the demographic information for the travel channel and like his show and realize that the single mothers between 25 and 45 were really big into the show so he's like i need more scenes with me being good with kids so i could pound some mom <laughs> pussy Every episode uh, now has to have a Zach with kids moment. Dude, are we diving into the, to the, uh, Zach gets chased down the street by two little fat boys? Yes. <laughs> Zach, uh, gets slowly trundled after by, uh, the resident children of his town. Dude, and, like, man, that, okay, you take the little one with the dragon shirt, <laughs> yeah. and you just put, give him long blonde hair, and that was me as a child. A thousand percent. <laughs> yes. And and his mother, Rocky Abassi. Rocky Abassi with her fucking stupid shirt. <laughs> Did you see her stupid shirt? No. It shows like a heart monitor thing and then like a flat line. And it says, for a minute, you bored me to death. I feel like we're firmly in like big dog country. <laughs> like I am I am shocked that those children were not wearing big dog t-shirts. Oh, oh yeah. Eric, did you have big dog? I didn't, but uh, I remember big dog uh, being around me as a child. Oh yes. Um, mostly I wore shirts with dragons and shirts and a lot of uh, Grateful Dead shirts even though I didn't like the Grateful Dead. <laughs> <laughs> I, I could picture a curvy, voluptuous... Curvy's not the right word. Oh, I, I, was very, I, I had all the curves in the right places, J 
Joel. You would have. <laughs> so many roles. <laughs> I can imagine your roles uh, being adorned by like a a vaguely lavender shirt mm. with like three dolphins leaping out yes. of a seascape, yes. and like one is like really close to the front of the camera. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, or like cute, like two baby tigers like on a jungle scape like in a like a like a green tie-dye um but always pastel colored leggings <laughs> god we were such fashion icons because meanwhile just across town there's joel Kleimberger in his patented blue shorts that i wore every single day and my black t-shirt from hot topic oh, god. that said some kind of like can't sleep clowns will eat me oh my god so edgy oh every day every day i have a moment where i i cringe at my childhood once a day i'll just put it at that memory well i do worry about the children of this town not only because of their attempts at contributions to this story but also i don't know did you notice the sign that was in in the background of this shot no i didn't read it well you can't <laughs> you can't read it i i wrote it down verbatim okay i'm having a real hard time putting together what this could possibly be for okay it says the lub tonopahapt heart nature Beko Central hat weight nev tool. <laughs> I swear to God. You just summoned a demon, Joel. <laughs> what the fuck have you done? What the fuck have you done? All you needed to do was was light a pig fat candle and, and, and say that one more time and we are done. Yep. Yeah, love. It turns out that Tonopah was named because buried underneath it was Lub Tonopahapt. <laughs> Don't speak the name of Lub. He sleeps <laughs> such a sound slumber until the day he rises. He will rise from the Beko Central and use his Hadtwait Nev tool to destroy your soul. We were wondering why one day. All the miners all ran out of the city all at once and left the mine shut for eternity. What did they find in the depths? They dug too greedily and too deep. Lubtonapaapt. Have a tool! Get those nerds! 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 So Rocky tells the story about how she used to work there. Yeah, and a Kino machine would randomly light up. Okay. <sighs> so scary. But the good story about the history, and this is a good recipe for a haunting, <laughs> is that a Senator Key Pittman, uh, f after four terms, apparently the mob wasn't happy with his work. And so yeah. they murdered him put him in a bathtub on ice for two days because if he had died officially before the election, then the party he represented could elect a new person. But after that... And they tell you in school that he was found on a, in a tub full of ice? No, no, it wasn't found. They Good. put him in a... They, they in a tub full of ice. Oh, I'm getting caught off guard by our young kids here talking about how the senator was found on his dead body on ice. Put 
He was put in. Sorry, I keep getting the history wrong. <laughs> I forgot that I wrote a note that said, that just said, remake, <laughs> remake the girl with the dragon tattoo books, but it's just the little fat boy with the dragon shirt. <laughs> I don't know, man. And that, that kid's getting interrogated, and he's like, no, it's he. It's not that he was in the... T- he put there. That's where he was put. Lobtona pot talks to me in the heart nature. <laughs> <laughs> the dragon shirt's the only thing that keeps him from taking control of my entire body. Dealing with demons again, Nick. We're going to be dealing with demons again. But I think what really happened is that he died and they're like, oh shit, we can't choose his replacement. So let's put him on ice and then find him after the election and be like, oh, he died. Because they, they knew what they were doing. They, unless they, a couple of fucking doofus... <laughs> I mean, if this is a, a stupid Looney Tunes Western <laughs> yeah. style where they're like, boss, you told me to whack him. I told you to whack him after the election, you idiot. Well, now, hey, we'll, we'll just get some ice. Where are you going to get ice in the middle of the desert, huh? <laughs> it's too fucking hot out here. Uh, it did just take me a very quick wiki search to... Uh, find that it was falsely rumored for years that Pittman died before his final election in 1940 and that the Democratic Party leaders kept up the body at the Mitzvah Hotel in a bathtub full of ice until after he was reelected so that Governor Edward Carville, a fellow Democrat, could appoint a replacement. The truth was Pittman suffered a severe heart attack just before the election on November 5th and two doctors told his aides before the election that death was imminent. To avoid affecting the election, the party told the press that the center was hospitalized for exhaustion and that his condition was not serious. Pittman died on November 10th at the Washoe General Hospital in Reno, Nevada. What the fuck, dude? Yeah, so great recipe for for a haunting, except you got none of the ingredients. Okay, so we debunked that there, guys. Good job. Oh, man. And then we get, like, one one really silly quick story from Bill Tucker, the woodworker guy. And he's and he's like, yeah, I saw a flash of red, so must have been a lady in red running by one yeah. time. And I and I started thinking, Joel, I didn't quite put a full trilby on my head, but I did touch the hilt mm-hmm. of my samurai sword. Isn't it convenient that all the sightings are of somebody draped in red, and the carpets? are all bright red against white walls. Yeah. It's all like red themed. Is that because of the lady in red or is that just what people are seeing? I think that that is apt. I think that this is one of those stories that it's definitely either Sandy running around in a in his little red dress that he is experimenting with and carrying gravy or it's just looking around while tired and thinking you see something out of the corner of your eye. Like the story ain't great. Uh, Speaking of ridiculousness, I feel like this is where we get to the point where this is truly a dark portal opened up and we ended up directing this episode somehow. Like our, our fingers are in this pie 
because Zach is, goes full Zoolander with a miner's hat and his tight black tee and a chain over yes. his fucking oh shoulder. Oh my god. I was trying to figure out what that reminded me of. Oh yeah. No, Zach is mugging Holy all the shit. way down to the fucking the mine. And Eric, this voice that he is doing, this accent, I can only describe it as like a southern drawl impregnated a spooky main gas station attendant voice. Yes. It's so weird. We's gonna try and do the same thing this miners did when they stole all that gold and silver in that vault. What they did is they dug them way up in there to steal that treasure. So we know that there's a shaft over here somewhere. <laughs> it's a shaft. Oh my god. Sometimes the skits are dumb. Yeah, okay, all the time. The skits are always dumb. <laughs> it's when the skits are just so poorly put together and just have just barely anything to do with the main story. They have gone to a tourist remake of a mine and it's clear that the people who told who gave them permission to go in there were like don't fuck anything up. So he's just like lightly shoveling some of the gravel from the floor and Aaron's in the back just lightly tapping the wall with a hammer. <laughs> <laughs> it's so dumb. What I love about this, and again, on the the this is an actual parody episode, is that it's, it's set up like all these other skits where they take it very seriously. They even say in this episode, like, we're not doing this just to have fun, okay? We're doing this to get into the mindset, to get closer to the spirits, and maybe even trigger the paranormal connection. <laughs> but then they turn it all in their head because it uh, it is just for fun. Zach wants to just jump out the thing and roll around in the dirt. You're right. This is all to the point of self-parody. The boys have just, like, decided to lift the veil and be like, yeah, this is fucking dumb, and we love it. The fucking standby image alone <laughs> is like a perfect emblem of of this stupid ass episode with the <laughs> the worst worst caricature drawing of Zach. Uh, we need to just either get somebody to perfectly recreate that or just clip it and enhance it. We can clip that and enhance it and put it on yeah. a shirt. Yes, please. <laughs> I, I, I'm so down with getting sued for stealing that. <laughs> I'd buy that for a dollar. <laughs> this episode, it's, it's full goof until the real skit happens. For the first time in many episodes, it's our first true hagach moment. <laughs> Yeah. As they go back to the castle house, the first location of their first investigation ever. This is a HGAC moment right now, a historic Ghost Adventures crew moment. Ah, yes, to go see Joni Eastley. And this is one of my favorite moments, like speaking as parody and like that this episode was directed oh by Christopher God, Guest. S For real, I caught on to this too. Okay, okay. <laughs> We'll see if it's the same moment. Okay, okay, because <laughs> there's a lot of them. Upon greeting them at the door, you know, Joni comes out of her house and she's wearing red. And so Zach is like, oh, hey. This is weird. And then Nick just dives in and is just like, yeah, you look the same. Which is obviously implying that he expected her to look like a fucking old mummy. <laughs> Except that Zach ruins it and says, 
No. 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 We she looks like the lady in red. So so Nick's trying to be nice. Where he's like, "Oh, it's been like 10 years. You look the same." And Zach's like, "No." no. <laughs> <laughs> See, I guess it depends on what you consider. Like you saw nice, I saw a backhanded compliment like you should look way worse than you do. Good job. <laughs> She does bring them in, but she doesn't remain gussied up. She is a she is a woman who knows comfort. It's her own house. So when they cut to the lockdown pressure, she's in a baggy pink shirt, and she's just like, "Yeah, I'm here." And she, yeah, right. And then she hits to put up with with the boys screaming at her dolls all night. Because they get they they do an EVP <laughs> session in front of Joni and don't get anything right away. Dun 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 <laughs> foreshadowing, and they go up to her creepy doll room, which. I hope that this is a thing of the past of people collecting dolls like this. Like at some point, all of these dolls are going to be dust and no one has to see these horrific monsters again. What's what's going to be the new thing? Squishmallows and Funko Squishmallows. Squishmallows and Funko Pops. Oh my god, can you imagine <laughs> trying to be scared of a room of Squishmallows? Dude, there was a sigh. There was a loud sigh from the little clown Squishmallow. Ooh, that's a rare one. I'm imagining those paranormal twins in like 30 years. They're like Zach's age oh now. Oh my god. And they yes. they're, they're like uh, they're looking into like an abandoned Twitch streamer's uh home <laughs> where he killed himself and like the he they're in the the twitch room that is just wall to wall Funko Pops. That halo light like flickered for a second. I'm I'm sure of it. I swear that Funko Pop Tony Stark blinked at me. <laughs> oh God. Well, speaking of horrors, this is actually one of my favorite moments because this is like obviously directed by us. They bring mm-hmm. the EVP record re- recorder. To Billy, and they use the most unflattering cutaway possible of him. Because he's, like, clearly not camera ready, and he's got his, like, legs splayed wearing shorts. (laughs) As if they hadn't tortured Joni enough. Yeah. You get to go out and meet our dog, Billy. (laughs) And then meanwhile, he's just, like, looking down... And his, like, guts, like, hanging over his waist. He's just, like, has this expression like he just dropped a chip onto the floor. And he's, (laughs) he's, like, sighing heavily, trying to get ready to pick it up. This is the sound of Billy Tolly sighing deeply. (sighs) He is here getting that chip, looking sweaty, looking really wet. And he's there to play the improv game as they get help i know who you are yeah which which nick is the one who's like here's exactly what it says because obviously ever since a child i've known what to hear (laughs) yeah the the minute he saw that orb and couldn't couldn't get in there Mm -hmm. he's been forever he's been forever changed he's been forever on the dark side wanting to get that button pushed Dark death, dark death, dark, oh, dark, oh, dark, oh, God, one more, <laughs> one more knuckle, <laughs> oh, no, 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 dark, oh, dark, <laughs> yeah, 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 oh, yeah. <laughs> dark, oh, <laughs> well, it's time for the lockdown. <laughs> this is how Ghost Adventures crew gets locked down. I can't wait to get locked in here. I'm just pumped. You guys pumped? Yeah. Let's go get this started. I'm nervous. No! 
further evidence that it's directed by us, a thick boy locks them down and they do a triple cut. Boom, boom, boom. Triple fist pound with a man who is so excited to be featured for just this two seconds on the Travel Channel. Featured for two seconds, uncredited, unnamed. You ready to lock us in here? Yep. All right, we'll see you at dawn. Zach begins the hunt with the mill meter, wandering around, and it is clear that as they get to the top floor where the lady in red's room was, Aaron has been slacking on his big stepping as he is unable to handle it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Zach, who in the past has been our puffy boy, now looks down at this panting dog with disgust off-handedly commenting to Nick to allow him to catch his breath lest his heavy breathing contaminate the evidence. (laughs) You know, Aaron's lost some weight. Yeah. But it's clear that he's lost some weight by smoking cigarettes and only eating nuts. Yeah. (laughs) Because he he cannot handle a staircase. Yeah, he's on the line cook diet. (laughs) A couple bites of food every once in a while in between being incredibly stressed out and smoking and chain smoking. Also, <laughs> they whip out <laughs> a classic trigger object, yeah, which is uh, modern currency and fool's gold, which has worked so often for them, which is never. <laughs> Who's got the gold? Stop, Aaron. Go away. Zach begins beckoning to the lady in red and asking her name, stating that he personally wouldn't like to be called the boy in black which (laughs) yeah his name is not the zach no one's ever called him that oh no and don't you ever call him the boy in black he certainly doesn't want to be called no no he doesn't have a live journal post where he ponders about how great it would be if there was like an emo skater song and it was the subject was him as the boy in black Which I did write lyrics oh to that song. Oh, all right. All right, let's do it. This is about a girl who yearns for the boy in black to the tune of Skater Boy. He was a spooky boy. She said, haunt me later, boy. She got goosebumps and so did he. Fuck, I don't even remember how this, this, the chorus goes. <laughs> He had a V-cut waist. She waited at the base, <laughs> pining with Billy Tully. There you go. At the base. The base? <laughs> All the way at the base. Mm, your cock. <laughs> base. <laughs> wow, that's funny. If you're curious about what me and Eric are joking about in this conversation, then check out the Come Fight Me in the Dark Patreon. We'll have bonus content, extra skits, and with enough backers, even more Ghost Adventures related or adjacent fun for you, our witches and warlocks. So join now. Aaron does pick up an interesting piece of evidence. Aaron hears... I didn't mean in a a small feminine voice, but nobody else hears it. And they review the EVP that Zach is holding and they don't get it on there. Yeah. And then they review Aaron's camera and it's on there. (laughs) 
That shit is fucking awesome. That shit is so weird. I do have a a slight fedora tip. Uh oh, what is this? I was so excited about this, Joel. Don't ruin this for me. <sighs> Sorry, kid. <laughs> Nothing personal. Nothing personal. <laughs> No. <laughs> my fedora is on and I am looking one eye over my shoulder back at this scene. My hand is at my blade. Oh, no. Because typically when they play the EVP audio, the spirit voices, quote unquote, are very quiet. But the voices of everyone else around is pretty loud because the gain is up really high because they're trying to like get quiet voices mm -hmm. when they play the audio from this evp recorder even though aaron is like really close to zach you can barely hear him speaking and i thought that was kind of odd however oh however joel you know these boys if they heard it on the evp and the camera they would use that as even more evidence that it was real. Check it out. We picked it up on our EVP and on Aaron's camera. That means it is real. As I said in the episode, the music has not started. The fedora is just on. <laughs> okay, basically, it's the, it's a trilby the size of a doll's hat. Yes. It's very, very small, yeah. and it's clipped into your hair. I am stroking my well-waxed mustache and, and just considering, mm -hmm. thinking, I find something odd about it, milady. <laughs> well, see, they do bring up something that I don't remember them talking about in the past, uh -huh. which they say they say all the time, which is that sometimes when a ghost is speaking to someone, only they can hear it. And thus, only the devices that they're holding are going to pick it up. Like it's a lo local sound. Yeah, uh, it's it sounds like, Eric, that you are also maybe threatening this scene with a fedora of your own. No! No, my hair, I am shaving my head. That's how <laughs> empty my head is of, of hats. And every time a small hat starts to form, I shave it off. You have to face the truth one day. No! <laughs> no! Well, well, Zach tries to face the truth <laughs> by uh, seeing something wander by a doorway, and then he just says, walking, 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 and he power walks all the way across the hallway. Walking, 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 walking. <laughs> They open the door and there is a street light outside. So it's like, eh, 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 not great as far as evidence goes. But there isn't out anything outside the window, like a tree and it's dark. So there's probably no birds flying by. Yeah, but bats are in the desert. <laughs> but you know what? It's fun because we do get Zach explaining that, you know, they often will describe what they're doing to ensure that they're not contaminating the EVPs, which I like. And it also puts in mind of like hours and hours of content that Billy has to cut down of Zach just being like walking, 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 squatting, walking, walking, <laughs> moving, opening door, walking, walking. <laughs> oh, man. Then they get an EVP that sounds exactly like Aaron and also exactly like something Aaron would say. Uh-huh. Which is 
damn it, what the heck? Yeah. <laughs> god, god, god dang it. Damn it. God damn it. Damn, oh. damn it. What the heck is going on with this thing? Ah, frick. <laughs> Meanwhile, in the basement, the EVP recorder gets a, we got work to do. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's it's not the it's not top notch, but it's it's cool that like no one's down there. Yeah. So it couldn't be anyone involved. This episode has a lot of not top notch evidence, but it has a lot of like fun. Again, this episode is fun. It's pretty, 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 pretty good. We come back from commercial and they do. The, the three cross-sections on the screen of the boys splitting up. Aaron goes down to the basement with the dark energy. Zach goes to the second floor. They make Nick climb the stairs all the way back to the fifth floor. One thing I have to mention before that happens is Zach says to Aaron, flank back a little bit. Oh, I missed this. It made me think of that academic paper we read. Yeah. Where the lady was talking about how they constantly use like military terminology. Oh yeah, because they have to. They have to sound cool and manly. Yeah, and like flank back a little bit is like just such a goofy thing to say. (laughs) It reminds me of Dan Hooven and that asshole from (laughs) the first episode of Paranormal Challenge. Yeah. Who's yes, just like, yeah, you yes. got to quarterback this, but you're you're on, on the field. We're making calls. We're going to get the EVPs into the end zone. Uh, I'm going to do a little dance, but it's going to be manly. So we can spike things and move our legs back and forth and hump because it's a, a signifier of how virile we were. <laughs> I'm going to tackle this evidence. I'm going to tackle this evidence and I'm going to come inside of it, okay? I'm going to make this evidence <laughs> pregnant with my fucking cum babies, okay? Because I'm a man. I'm virile. That sounds just God, I hope like... nobody walks by my room. Just row. like... Dan Hooven. Sometimes I remember that I'm tech- I'm like I have a studio, but like I I am in a public place, and there are like hippies like making candles down the where from here, and I'm just like, yeah, come babies, viral, viral. <laughs> shooting fat loads. I just think this is weird, guys. They split up, and of course they've all made it back to base. The base, and that's when the beast, and that's when Zach's like, all right, Nick. You need to go right back up to the fifth floor where we just were. Yeah, the elevator completely doesn't work, obviously. It's completely out of order. I have a question about this. Okay. Because this is completely against type for Zach to do. Zach sends Nick back to the kept woman, the woman in red on the top floor. Is that just because Zach didn't want to look sweaty on camera because he had to walk his ass back up the stairs? Maybe he's just like trying to throw him a bone. Look, Nick, I I, I, I heard the story about you getting cucked here <laughs> 20 years ago. We get it. Like, I'm so sorry. That blue orb is up there and it's ready for you. Now climb all the stairs. <laughs> <laughs> Nick starts walking up the stairs and then Zach is like, Oh, whew, okay. <laughs> he like starts waving his pits. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, he like pours a glass of water on his face. Splashes it a little <laughs> bit. Reapplies Ew. his axe body spray. <laughs> Nick is wandering his ass upstairs again. Aaron 
sent down to the basement. He is starting this process by having, you know, a little bit of fun. He's like, oh, you know, down here again. And then the elevator door opens and he loses his ass. He just shits his whole ass. Bingo. I found it. The bingo room. What the hell? I feel like they would have made a much bigger deal out of this if the if the elevator was like powered down. They're, they're like they're like oh it's not in operation. Which cool. He never uses it, but it's still an it's still an elevator, so it's gonna open every once in a while. Again, I am threatening this scene. <gasps> if you want to prove it's paranormal, there's an easy way to do it. You put a camera in front of it and see if it only opens when, like, triggered by somebody. What happens, though, is it seems like it's just glitching and continues to open and close randomly. That sounds like a broken fucking elevator. The light is on inside of it, so obviously electricity is going to it. It gets a little bit more fun because oh. as he leaves the elevator... He he starts doing an EVP section back in the basement proper, and his EVP goes static, which is the first time we've heard that uh, on the EVP recorder. However, it is while he's holding it very close to an EM pump. Oh my god. Shushing! Uh-oh! It turns out I was wearing a fedora this whole time! Oh, you camouflage <laughs> it upon your head! It was on the back of my head and I pushed it forward. You had walked by normally. You just tipped your head to Aaron, <laughs> smiling, and then suddenly... <laughs> You appear behind him, just your eyes gleaming in the darkness. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, no, that's bullshit. If, if the EM pump is doing anything at all, it will probably interfere with a fucking little dollar store EVP recorder. You no, that's a good point. I didn't even think about that. I was too distracted by what happens next where they get a good little black orb that zips across like a fun little ghost. That is interesting. Also a callback to the ghost goes quick. Yeah, Timmy the Fast Ghost is back following Aaron this whole time. Okay, it's weird enough that it's like, yeah, I'm here for it. It's not like one of these black mists where they have to draw a red circle around it. It's like, nope, there it is. What can it be, Eric? You have the fedora on. I am taking mine off for for right oh, now. Oh, you 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 place your fedora on the ground in front of them, and you take a knee. Yeah. This this uh quick moving ghost has just shocked you so greatly. My eyes go wide. My mouth drops open. Uh, I think it might be <laughs> good evidence. Oh. Oh. It is interesting and it's strange. And I will also have to remain hatless for the coming evidence that Zachary picks up himself. Uh, should we really quickly talk about Nick and the nothing he gets up there? There's nothing that happens upstairs because obviously Nick is an unfuckable and kept man himself by Volvia. Nick attempts to communicate with the lady in red like in the way he would with like being abusive to a girlfriend <laughs> He's like, he's like, I'm going to leave and you're going to be all alone. Is that what you want? You want to just be alone forever? Is that what you fucking want? Because I came here to help you. I'm going to leave here in a couple minutes 
and then you'll just be left alone again. I mean, Nick doesn't get anything. He's being an abusive asshole up top, and then that leaves us with Zach. So first, Zach hears a bang. Yeah. And it's followed by a scream, quote unquote, but it sounds a lot more like hinges squeaking. Yeah. And so Zach decides to play a little little uh, little game of set up and shove down. Yeah. He's found two pieces of two by four. Yeah. And he leans them on each other, standing up in the middle of the hallway. And he makes sure they don't fall down. He walks to his camera in a move that raises my hackles. Uh-huh. And mine too. It did. It did. I, I do feel like I have to initially don my fedora. <laughs> oh! My sigh are are out and flying towards him as this film major, this documentarian, this documentary filmmaker, he has set up a shot and he walks in front of his shot. Picks up the camera. From the front. Aims it at his chest. Who does that? (laughs) While the camera is buried in his manly pap, the wood falls over and we don't see it. However, take that fucking fedora off. Because Zach makes up for it. Believe it or not. Yeah. Boy heads back. He says, my God, it happened. We need to do this again. So he sets up the boards again. And he's like, he's like, starts jumping all over that bitch. Yeah. (laughs) Jump around. Jump up, jump up, get down. (laughs) Jump, 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 jump. Like, he gets full (laughs) hyper-homeschool energy. He's fucking spider-monkeying all around this, like... Like, he is is trying to get this shit to knock over, and then... Dude, it's good. It's good shit. He walks away and waits, and then they shove over with force, as he puts it. My fedora tips, but my weapon (laughs) stays on its side, and I give a little smile and say... Pretty good, kid. (laughs) You've remembered your training. You had me impressed. (laughs) That's pretty much like Zach freaking out about the wood and doing more tests is essentially when we get out as Nick sends us on home by saying, We talk about let's not get crazy. Ghost adventures is what we do. That's what we fucking do, bro. You know I got so much evidence tonight. Yeah. Like, me, Nick, I definitely got to fuck that orb tonight. I got it. That lady in red, oh, God, she wanted me. I could tell. You know, <laughs> if we came back here, like, two or three more times, I got to neg her a little bit more. God, she would be, like, putty in my hands, okay? <laughs> Fly right up in there, dude. Yeah, meanwhile, as Nick is, is bragging <laughs> about how he's going to, like, pound that lady in red, you hear the... And Volvia bursts through the wall. <laughs> Get back to your quiver! She like whips around and like fangs bears at Zach, and she's like, You're supposed to be the female bait. He's mine! <laughs> I'm ready to get out of here. I'm ready to get the hell out of here. I'm out. Sure, I'm out. Get out! I'm out. I'm out. Good idea. Great idea. Well, Eric, (laughs) how did you find this episode? Very silly. Yes. Very silly. Um, Even the premise is silly. It's very Looney Tunes. Some of the evidence is all right. I'm worried that this is the peak of the goofdom. 
before we start to slide into the overly serious shit that we see nowadays. I'm worried about that advent too, but like right now I'm just absorbing. Are this. you enjoying the the peak of this bell curve? I am. <laughs> I love that Billy Tully is learning after effects and putting in like steampunk weirdos <laughs> belching out flame and doing like shit post memory on accident. I'm glad that he's exploring his foot fetish in a little very visible way. And you know the evidence was like hit or miss could be great. Big if true is like the the title of this episode doesn't matter because zach is no longer having fun which is why it is time to challenge him to come fight us in the dark this is very dangerous guys it's like we're going in for the attack i would be ready to perform an exorcism show me your power you guys are playing with fire wishes and warlocks and eric hoofnagel uh i have a a plan called Operation uh, Maximum Fedora. <laughs> and it's going to be the greatest Bummersville debunking that ruins Zach's whole fucking life. Okay. <laughs> because I have studied the paranormal extensively, and I do know of a show called Paranormal Home Inspectors. So for those who don't know, the premise is it's a normal ghost hunting show, but because they didn't know what else to do to try and stand out, they just bring in an actual licensed and bonded contractor to investigate the houses. And guess what? Oops, all poor installation. <laughs> Oops, all berry, bear, berry, berries. <laughs> Every fucking paranormal happening on that show is like there's a shadow at the top of the staircase we see sometimes and then the license and bonded contractor comes in it's like oh yeah it's kind of weird they use two different tones of paint so when the light is on but the other lights are oh. off you notice this shadow effect and it does look like a person uh-oh <laughs> oh man okay this door opens by itself guess what doors open by themselves all the time because they're improperly <laughs> hung all right so that's what this whole show is and he no. nukes every paranormal investigation and i'm gonna hire that gentleman oh no to come to the mitzvah hotel to be like oh yeah this uh, elevator door opening and closing well yeah it's still on the circuit and the the electricity is going on we just have a short in this wire i'm just gonna plug that back in here with a little solder fix that right up there Ooh, no problem yeah you see this stain here Oh, all that needs is just a little bit of baking soda and a scrub and, oops, sorry, Sandy, that's coming right out. It is definitely not uh, the blood of a ghost because, you know, I just did a little taste test and smell. Even years later, that was beef gravy. And you see it all the time in this line of work. I'm telling you, the, the, if I was, if I had a dollar for every gravy stain and petroleum jelly stain I cleaned up, I could retire. So you are sending Zach in to get his buzz fully killed. Yes. Mine is vastly different. Hey, all right. <laughs> Finally, we have two very, very different challenges. Yes. While yours preps Zach by ruining his experience of the, of the paranormal, mine will reignite his understanding of the paranormal and maybe lead to his death. Oh. So we we know that Zach 
runs from children. He does. But we also know that he wants to look good in front of children because he wants to make sure that women think that he is good fuck material. <laughs> oh yeah, he wants that those milfs to be splayed. He is scared of looking bad around children. Yeah. So, I'm going to take a pretty drastic step here, Joel. I'm going to have to reverse my my vasectomy. Oh shit. <laughs> and I'm unfortunately going to have to spend the rest of my life creating an army of fat little boys in dragon shirts. <laughs> I'm going to buy an island. I'm going to start some Epstein bullshit. Oh, God. You're not going to need to do any gross Epstein things. We're not going to be <laughs> villains here because we just need to find the lab that created oh. Zach Bagans and the paranormal mm. twink twins. Oh my god. We we find we find the lab. It's been in lockdown for years. They gave up on the whole project. They were like, there's no way we can get Zach. We made the two twins and they ended up following him. They were going about it the wrong way. They need chubby, blonde. Birkenstock wearing. I don't even have to reverse my vasectomy. No. Instead, all I need to do is boot up the gene sequencer and bite my finger and dip it in and start up the mechanism <laughs> in overdrive. And while Zach is completely, completely distracted by getting his every location just destroyed for him, yeah. following in a whole new show, all this multiple years, Zach's going to be on every single location with these people saying, well, actually, yeah. it's bad hinge. Couple of years of a breeding program underground. <laughs> With our genes? Yes. <laughs> These children will chase after him with so many questions, so much desire, <laughs> so much counter talk. <laughs> and we know, we know Zach lied. He mm. said, I don't have any candy. But we know Zach. We know Zach's fucking pockets are packed with that shit. <laughs> and these kids will have built up a, a beagle's nose set <laughs> for that for, for the sugar in his pockets. And we will say, the boy in black. The boy, the boy in, in black. black. Take down the boy in black. <laughs> so what I, I am imagining, this is our own uh, black parade. <laughs> <laughs> When I was a young boy. Dragon shirts. <laughs> Dragon shirts. And all the boys get to have Jinko jeans. Yeah. We're going to recreate Jinko jeans. Fully utilize this underground facility to create the perfect anti-Zack army. Yeah, that Brian the Carpenter also helps build us up. You know, that's how we get to know him. We first hire him to help reinstate this facility. <laughs> and he's just like, oh, this is really interesting, you know? <laughs> Oh, so it's in great condition. Oh, yeah. Perfect. There, Those hinges, ooh, those doors are hung so good. No mysterious openings. Those glass tubes, not casting any shadows. And listen, I think this is the best challenge because not only do we get an army of chubby, weird boys to chase after Zach, we know that he is hiding his inability to do cardio. He doesn't do that many big oh. steps. 
And you know what? <laughs> They're going to descend upon him and he will be consumed. <laughs> and they will have my calves. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is that all you can do is just make some stupid little noises? Because that's not going to make me scream like a little girl. Dance floor is yours. Show yourself. So far this season is just dropping bangers. Like, I feel like season five had a lot of mostly eh. Season five was weird as shit. So far, <laughs> I'm loving it. And next time, we go to Old Town San Diego, which, man, the Discovery Plus uh, copywriters are really working, really earning their keep as they describe it as Zach, Nick, and Aaron investigate Rocka Spirits in Old Town San Diego. Thank you for the information. No idea what's going to happen. Dude, someone, <laughs> someone got paid minimum wage to write that shit. All I can see from the, the, the episode image is somebody holding a meter and it says 0.5, which we know is off the charts. <laughs> That's my blood alcohol content right now. Ooh, well, Eric, I'm going to leave you to drink the rest uh, of that shit, and I'm going to go take a shower. <laughs> Wishes and Warlocks, you can picture that as much as you like, and I love you very much. I And I am fully showered in my own sweat right now. Oh, yeah. And that is because of my love for you. We are moist with love for each other and our Witches and Warlocks. Have a wet <laughs> night, all of you. <laughs> All right, all you witches and warlocks, thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate it. You can find us on Spotify, iTunes, Instagram, and Twitter at CFMITD. You can also join us on Patreon at CFMITD for exclusive content like our continued paranormal challenge series, Come Fight Me in the Dark After Dark for all the content that's too hot for the pod, and other exciting new content we come up with. Send us an email at comefightmeinthedark at gmail.com, and don't forget to check out our brand new website at comefightmeinthedark.com for all the art, news, and merch we have. We love you all and have a good night. <laughs>